0: here Clint Dempsey's got it's a head well, he's, he's trying couldn't. to find him it's broken for Fabregas now it's Indiesta this is it <laughs>
1: Bridget! There they are, looking for number five, with Philippe Albert, oh! Kadira, 5-0, Daniel It's five-nil.
0: Ciao a tutti, and welcome to Football Fives, the podcast with its finger on the pulse of the game. This week, we're going maximum topical by revisiting the career of the Divine Ponytail. I'm Chris nee. And I've got a full house with me this week to talk about the one and only Roberto Baggio. First up, it's our own Libero. It's Football365.com Deputy Editor Daniel Storey. All right, Dan. Hello, Christopher. How's it going? Very well, thank you very much. Yeah, very good. Big big fan of Baggio?
2: Massive fan of Baggio, yeah. Uh, Yeah, kind of through reminiscing rather than remembering in real time, if I'm honest, but yes.
0: Next we have the all important register, is Ryan Keady.
3: Oh, that's quite the role I've been
0: given. Yeah, I think it suits you. Good, fine, yeah. And finally, our very own Trek Artista, who's gonna be really upset I haven't just stuck him up front. It's Ockley Book's big dog David Hartrick. Hello, Dave.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit annoyed about that. <laughs>
0: That'd so, be what that's you're a prima punter, Dave.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if that's an insult. Sounds like
0: rhyming slang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with it. Right, question one. We do the we uh, career retrospective pods. Uh, we always like to try and figure out just how jealous we are of the players' career in question. So, Ryan Keeney, how jealous are we slash you of Roberto Baggio's
3: football career? Yeah, I think this is the most jealous I've been. Now, when I've got, when we talked about Beckham and um, Batigal, there was a part of me going, yeah, if you're going to have the, the jumping around clubs and countries and, and continents... They're the the teams that you definitely want to play for. That you you've got those stints and you've got the the MLS stuff. But as an Italian growing up, when Roberto Baggio grew up, was the best league in the world, and to then therefore have the career that he had, play for those clubs, play for those teams, just there's nothing better. And I think that that is kind of ultimately it. I don't I don't think there was a club, and I, I don't think there was a club where he was disliked. I think he was adored at basically wherever he went. He made good footballing choices more or less and, and he fell out with some of the managers and, and there were other reasons why he left some of the clubs and or why his contracts were extended but for the most part he went places where he could lead the team and and be a, a focal point for the attack but but also play for some of the, the biggest sides it was just into, into a new that particularly jumped out to me but yeah so I am um, I think I'm more more jealous of that that it was the Perfect Italian career, more or less. He yeah, he could have played more, and then could have uh, probably maybe scored more at some of the bigger clubs because he would have played more. But no, there's there's very little I can fault with the selection of teams he played for, and the length of career that he had. Although some of that was helped by the fact that he had such sort of layoffs through injury.
0: I think the the yeah. biggest factor is the holy trinity of Italian clubs, isn't it? That, that there are some players who've played for for juventus for inter and for milan but yeah there aren't that many of them so that's that's definitely something we can be envious of um does does his injury record play into that at all for you Ryan? the fact that he he played for those clubs and for uh, for fiorentina bologna
3: and and uh, brescia but i missed i don't so know because when he injury. played he he performed uh, like his his goal record is is very good um, so when he was fit and, and able, he was very good. But by the end, though he was struggling with uh, with knee injuries, I think, and, and other other things. That I I don't really mind that I think that, that's just part and parcel of the game. Of again, medicine probably wasn't there, and and might be something that we touch on later um, in kind of terms of how we might progress in the modern day. But no, I don't I don't fault him. I think I would. Juve into Milan and and Fiorentina he had before he went to Juve. They're the the four that I would look at. Maybe the only club missing from that list that would really tick every single box from me might be Lazio or Roma. One of the the Rome clubs would have been a really nice little cherry on top, but he's had a lovely time there and can't really fault him for some of the things he did, even at at Brescia as well towards the end.
0: Yeah, Napoli, Roma, Milan... Fiorentina, I'd take that. That that that'd do me. I'd, I'd be jealous of that. Um, less sure that I'm jealous of the uh, World Cup final penalty miss. You know, there's there's negatives to come with the positives as well. Uh, but he did. He had a, a a pretty spectacular career, if not filled with hundreds and hundreds of games like some others would be. Uh, Dave, his international yeah, career I mean, was something to be uh, behold. Twenty-seven as well.
1: goals in fifty-six games is. A cracking record, to say the very least. And he was. He scored goals in big games. He scored goals at World Cup finals. And, you know, like both tournaments could weren't defined by the penalty misses, really. But you've got the penalty miss in 94. In 1990, you know, in the third place playoff, I'll never forget, he was Italy's penalty taker. And he let Scalacci take the penalty so that he would finish as, as Golden Boot. Which was a great gesture. Uh, he was brilliant internationally, but it was at a time when Italian football was hypercritical of its national team, as it always is. Um, and a lot of people say he didn't fulfil his potential, but he's the fourth highest ever goal scorer for Italy. Um, that's joint with uh, Del Piero, who got say it took him ninety-one games to get the same amount of goals. And when you look back, one of the best four and a half minutes you can spend is watching his 27 international goals on YouTube, because even his penalties are something special. The amount of penalties that he gets into the side netting or in off the post is just extraordinary. And he scored a couple of like absolute worldy free kicks, eternally going round goalkeepers, just just absolutely brilliant but I think to touch on something Ryan said I think whatever the clubs are involved if you look at his club career in Italy he plays for the prestige clubs and plays in some prestige games and plays in some prestige shirts as well some lovely kits knocking about at that time but he also has the, the miracle season at Brescia um, uh, sorry at Bologna he has he then goes to Brescia for couple of years at the end of his career and is just fabulous so he he covers the 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 full range you know the very top to the bottom and uh, Beckham's career I think is is outstanding because he plays for a brilliant Man United side a brilliant Real Madrid side he also ticks off PSG and AC Milan that's a bit special Batty Goals is brilliant because he plays for some clubs you'd love to play for, you know, in Argentina, etc. But I think Ryan's right. I think this might be the single career in terms of a list of clubs that I look at and I think, whew, yeah, that, that would that would do it. I'd go one way or the other, Sid. We've had this conversation before. I think I'd either be like a one-club man, stay there all my career, or I would flit around a little bit. And if you're going to flit around... It's not a bad list to have behind you.
0: Dan, picture the scene. Close your eyes. Uh, You... Good. I will give you the 1993 Ballon d'Or. I will vote you fourth in the FIFA Player of the Century. But you have to take Roberto Baggio's knees. in. Yeah. The injuries are obviously...
2: The weird thing about Badger is that the injuries kind of would have defined any other player. It's very similar to Marco van Basten in that respect. Mm. I, th-
0: I think it is significant ballast for me in terms of jealousy of his career because they were there was so yeah. prominent. He missed so many games for the two Milan clubs. He played fewer than 100 games in his five I, years at Fiorentina. Uh, and the other
2: League thing game. that people maybe don't realise and that I only realised when writing about him a couple of years ago is that he was allergic to painkillers as well so he was having to not just go through those injuries but having to go through the pain to do it and I am not jealous of that in any way shape or form Um, as someone who is gets annoyed when they've got a headache I could not imagine having to go through indescribable pain just to do something you love and to do your job that would be awful Um, so I'm not jealous of that I'm also not jealous of, of how the 1994 miss penalty, maybe not in his eyes as a as an optimist, but certainly in the eyes of many, kind of defined his career. One really interesting thing about Baggio is that uh, in all the World Cups that have ever been, in all the European Championships that have ever been, and in all the Copper Americas that have ever been, there's never before been a moment where someone has lost a final. It's always either been a winning penalty or you know a winning goal, um, and his is the only exception where it was his moment and it was just the camera on him and he had lost it for his country. And as someone who is an exceptional player and as an exceptional penalty taker, I am also not jealous of that. Um, I believe that his battles through his injuries steeled himself for that. Um, Because I I think there are plenty of other players who that would have broken them. Um, You know, it's only the players, and Stuart Pearce is the obvious other example, who are incredibly strong-willed Tick. Yeah, yeah, but it's only those players who are able to get through that and come out the other side because some won't. um So it's a testament to him. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I am more leaning the other way in that I would prefer, on a personal level, I prefer to travel the world and tick off the list in other countries than do it in one country. But I can see how, as an Italian, it would work. I thought it would be um well as well as going on about what I've just gone on about. I thought it would be interesting to read through a list of. These are a list of players who he played at least 50 club games with in his career. So you've got um, Gianluca Pagliuca, Javier Zanetti, Marcel Desailly, Christian Panucci, D'Olivio, Andreas Moller, Dunga, and that's only getting up to 72 appearances. Uh, you've also then got
3: Somebody's done research, Albertini,
2: yeah. Vialli, Ravanelli, Costa-Curta, Baresi, Dino Baggio, Paolo Maldini, Canio, Casaraghi. Antonio Conte, Jürgen Kola, Peruzzi. He is, he, when we talk about him going to those clubs, he's also gone to those clubs at the right time to go mm. to them, to play with amazing apart from, players. Apart from Inter, he,
1: yeah. the Inter move was a, was a bad one because he was going to the club he loved as a child and he was there for like two of their most tumultuous years, yeah. really.
2: But yeah, I mean, he, he ticked off, if you're going to stay in one country, he ticked off all the players in that generation you basically want to play with. Um, and he just did what he wanted, and there's a hell of a lot to be said for that. In a sport where people generally only get what they deserve, He he, his talent basically earned him the chance to go exactly where he wanted, mm. and he did that. And there's a hell of a lot to be said for that.
0: Shortly after you started speaking, then our lawyer passed me a note saying <laughs> we weren't allowed to mention Brescia again, so we better move on. Uh, Dan, we'll come, come to you for question two, which is very simply, what made Baggio such a player? in terms of, player? of
2: fans is because... He 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 basically took the piss. He played park football for a lot of it. One of the inter one of the things I wrote down when prepping for this um, was he he always took the hardest route to everything. So if you expect him to chest the ball down and cushion it home, uh, he just volleyed it first time. If you expect him to volley it first time because he had two seconds to do so, he took the ball down and beat a couple of men for fun. If he could take it past the goalkeeper three times. He do that rather than taking it around the goalkeeper once. I, th- that makes him lovable in kind of cult hero status. There's no doubt. We love players that do that. He is uh, Mr. Skill in that regard. So I think that's the that's the standout reason. Um, obviously, we like a you know we like a comeback story, and I'm sure other people will talk about that. And there's a huge amount to admire in that and playing on till you're 38 despite the pain he was going through. But yeah, for me, it's just the fact that he always, he never took the easy option but he was talented enough that it was it was it never it was never frustrating because he always made it work
0: and we'll we'll talk about the details in uh, through uh, Ryan and Dave's answers I'm sure but I, I was thinking something specific here um because he really was loved uh, particularly in that that um football italia era uh and I think the sweet spot in his case is where two things meet, which is the type of player he was and the number of goals he scored. It's players who create, these players who have such amazing skill, they're not always prolific on top of that. And Bajo was prolific. So it was impossible to find a way to be let down by him, regardless of whether you wanted the extraordinary skill or the incredible goal scoring record. So for a player in his position he gave you absolutely everything you could possibly want from him, certainly as a neutral. Um, so what made him lovable? Factor number one, scored goals by the truckload. Factor number two, he scored spectacular goals. And factor number three is just the skill, the creativity, invention, swagger that he had in his game. Um, because, you know, put very simply, flair players are easy to love. And he was one of the very best in the history of the game in terms of flair players. And that is that's joy that's what he brings he yeah, he, he is we, a joyful footballer so
2: yeah i think that's certainly now we, we kind of even the best players are kind of hardwired or drilled into that they have to be efficient and that efficiency is everything like Baggio wasn't efficient he if he could take six touches when one would have done he would have taken seven so he wasn't efficient so he's 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 very retro in that style he actually when you watch him it, it it feels like you're watching a footballer from the '70s or '80s, like a Cruyff, rather than a player who played till 2004. It hmm. seems mad that he was only playing 13 years ago.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. He's the kind of player that justifies this ludicrous, beautiful game label that we like to give football. Um, and Dave, yeah, being Italian it helped.
1: Did. I don't. I don't want to gloss over this, but. Go to Ryan first, because I'll be honest with you, I can't really answer this question without answering the next one. So I think it'd be better if I do a
3: combined answer. Yeah, <laughs> very well, much. Being it. Italian helped. Uh, I, I think it, he, he was everything that kind of, you kind of wanted, uh, or I wanted when I was kind of watching football, I'll tell you that it was better when you knew that Badger was playing and that it was Badger's team that was on there. He made it look leisurely. He was the he was the player that he tried to copy the next day. Um as Dan said. He played part of football, but he made it look so easy, he did things that that I tried to do thousands of times. Beat especially beating the keeper. You want you wanted the keeper to go down in front of you because you'd seen keepers and defenders go down in front of, of Baggio two or three times on the, the day before on, on channel four. Um he yeah, I think there was there was that little bit he had a particular haircut. I think even that kind of helped with yeah. the The uh, the rat tail and, and then whatever was going was, on on top just. Has there ever been <laughs> a better player with uh, No, There's, I mean there, there, there just hasn't. But that added to it that he he you knew he was, he was box office. He was entertainment, but. He was also his, his own player and I say He played where he wanted, but he he did things that he wanted to on the pitch that there wasn't necessarily a system drilled into him. He wasn't going to track back all that much, but you know would still do a fair shift. But once he got on the ball or once he was within the vicinity of the ball, he knew things might happen. The, the other thing we should say about Baggio, which people might not know, is that he was
2: he was the antidote to kind of superstardom. He was, um, you know, he converted to Buddhism. He. Shunned celebrity, he gave all his money away to charity. He did a huge amount of charity work while he was playing and continued it afterwards so that obviously helps in terms of uh maybe not lovable but certainly in terms of respect in that he was in no although he was very skillful, he was in no
3: way a showman. I don't think he feel like he's quoting portrait of an icon to no 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 yeah.
1: no longer available from.
0: I actually spoke to someone yesterday who wanted to buy it off you as yeah, well. I mean they literally had months. Um <laughs> I might sell it to him for a hundred pounds. Um Yeah, I was Magical about to Kicks say, as we well, haven't,
2: Dan. Haven't brought or designed a question to talk about magical kicks, but it was Magic. Ex- yeah, it was absolutely mm. excellent, wasn't it? He uh, and yeah, amazingly bad. The worst game physics of any football bad, game in good, history. So it was absolutely yeah. fine. It went full it,
3: circle. It's the kind of brand activation that professional footballers would love nowadays. Like 20, 2018, they oh, would yeah. be all over. I still play it now. Like
0: well, Go on the off.
1: next question, question three, is what is your favourite Baggio goal? And my favourite Baggio goal also sort of answers why I think he was so lovable and I'll preface this by saying my feelings towards goalkeepers and defenders are well known, you have to punish scum and my favourite goal is against Bulgaria it's not the World Cup goal from 94, it's in a friendly in 1989 and he's a young player, goes on the overlap, Viali plays him in and uh, yeah, he'll be Viali plays him man. in, he's clean through, he's in the area, he's one-on-one with the keeper and he's got every finish available to him. Could go across the keeper into the corner, could go near corner, could just smash it. Everything's available. And he takes it round him. And it's just the most unnecessary humiliation you've ever seen in your life. Because it's not only I've scored a goal, but it's I've scored a goal and you're a prick. <laughs> and he's that's he, he is eternally going around a goalkeeper, I said to these two before we started recording that whatever waits in the afterlife for all of us I know for Baggio it's just a massive football pitch full of goalkeepers to go around just eternally and that's what he did, he was where 90% of footballers took a shotgun, he bought a paintbrush, he was just unbelievable and yeah. when I when I say about I'm sort of half joking about goalkeepers but I do genuinely believe you should punish them they ruin the game right so when you've got a player who just spends his <laughs> life I mean we were watching some compilations before and I was, I was explaining was to him play the amount of unnecessary touches <laughs> to go round a keeper and leave a keeper on his arm. and there's somebody may well talk about the um the goal against van der sar where he just takes one touch and goes past him when he's got every other option available it's it's just it, there is something very very special about a footballer who is prepared to do whatever it takes to leave a goalkeeper utterly humiliated that I can not only get on board with, I can climb on his back and love him to death forever. But the, yeah. the other thing I think we should say is that, like, Danny's exactly right. If, if if the situation was a one-touch situation, he would take four. But he was also never an individualist. He was never drove his teammates mad. He never, um, you know, sort of got, was an individualist in the manner of someone like Cristiano Ronaldo or someone else like that. He had all the ability in the world, but he used it at the sort of correct and proper times, like the goal against Bulgaria, where, as I said, it, it was it was a nothing game. It was a friendly. And he just thought, no, I'm, I'm not going to just roll this into the corner. I'm going to leave you on your bum. And, I, you know, that was, I think, A, it's my favourite goal, but B, that is just what sums him up. It's, it wasn't spectacular. It wasn't, you know, a, an absolute wonder strike or anything like that. But it's just the subtlety of, you're going to remember me going round you for the rest of your life and be a broken man, which is ironic for a Buddhist,
0: really. Does <laughs> anybody want to make nope. a case for their goal against Van der Salle?
3: I wasn't going to, but I can.
0: Good strike. Right. Well, the only it was good very good. a um,
1: football pitch, I believe.
0: It was good as well, in fairness to him. Uh, great pass. And uh, yeah, the first touch brought the ball under control yeah. and took him round the at goalkeeper. The when,
3: at, at the same I was saying
1: time, when at the same time, Sar was arguably the best keeper in the world at the time
3: as well. Constantly the best it, keeper in the world. Mm. Uh, so, Ryan, what have you got? Speaking of unnecessary touches, uh, Roberto Padua scored a goal against Denmark where there is a long high ball over the top. Um, to the the edge of the penalty box and Peter Schmeichel is coming charging out. And in 99.9% of cases, you would see the forward try and lift the ball over the keeper with their first, if not second, touch because the the goal was gaping and the keeper was well off the line. And, and Peter Schmeichel KM, stopped and was basically stranded. What Roberto Baggio did was take a touch, let the two defenders get back goal side of him take it around Schmeichel, leave Schmeichel stranded and then just roll the ball in because he saw where the other defender was going, he was tracking back to the line so he was off balance and just rolled it to the other side of him. So it was no more than a foot to the left of the, the center yeah. But it, it's it's like uh, the, um, the martial art where they try and use somebody's balance against them. So mm-hmm. where they, like Badger had this, yeah. when you watch the compilations and, and which we've done and, and I mean, no ones. enjoying YouTube highlights of, of some of my old favourite players. But he had this ability to know when somebody was off balance and he used mm. that against them. That he never he didn't thrash the ball, he didn't have to. He knew that somebody was moving in the wrong direction, and therefore if he just poked it gently, there was nothing they could do to stick out a limb or anything because they they were committed to going the other direction. So yeah, it was it made Peter Michael look like a fool. It made the two centre backs look so, so foolish, and he just again it nothing uh fancy about it just uh, he just ruled it in as the Mm. ultimate finish he scores a goal against
1: holland which is very very similar Mm. it's not even like the only time in his career he did it uh i'm
0: I'm gonna go next i've i've been a bit cheeky because i'm picking one that i don't remember from the time uh but which came up through the very enjoyable process of researching for this question um, it's a chip that he scored uh, against atalanta for brescia in a 3-0 win in 2003 um he was teed up on the edge of the box out towards his his right hand side the keeper was I'll say I'll generously say covering slightly left of the center of goal um and Baggio made him look silly just chipped him like it was nothing uh, and i am a sucker for an unorthodox finish and a chip specifically not least when the keeper is punished four, five yards <laughs> off his line. Um, the, the slight issue is that I, I'd say Baggio made the keeper look silly, but there's a good chance, I think, that it was Massimo it are, are, so, you you know.
2: are you giving Baggio an assist uh, for Letizio's <laughs> later goal? I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Why not? Controversial. Uh, um, I suppose, um, I've gone for a penalty. Um, one of the things about Baggio is, as we've kind of talked about in the first question, he's... Necessary warrior spirit just to get him through every day. Never mind every game with the pain he was going through, and and it's it's all we can't ignore the fact that a penalty miss in nineteen ninety four was one of the defining images, if not the defining image, of his career. For for people who don't love him to bits or don't know him that well, um, and so when Italy's first World Cup match after that penalty miss. Uh, was in 1998 in France uh, and Italy were playing Chile and they got a penalty with seven minutes to go and they were 2-1 down and Baggio was on the pitch you would have forgiven him for not taking that penalty um, but he did take that penalty and he scored that penalty and one of the greatest things about it and I remember it 1998 is the first World Cup I was 13 but it's one of the first World Cup sorry, or the first World Cup I actually remember watching every game Um and he didn't. He was the complete opposite of Stuart Pearce. He didn't go mad. He didn't give it big to the crowd. He didn't have this huge release of I've beaten
3: my demons. Second Stuart Pearce motion, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. For um, the, uh, Ian Warm to show up at some point. He, I'm waiting
1: for a Lars and Cruyff comparison.
2: <laughs> yeah, he just ran back to the halfway line. There was no emotion whatsoever. It was well. We need to win this game three two, and and that to me stands out more than and I'm more impressed by that than I am by Pierce's celebration. Um, it was an extraordinary strength. He later, as the Italians always do, they managed to win the day with an absolutely brilliant quote that sounds amazing, really poetic in Italian and in English. And he he basically said after the game, he was asked what it felt like. He said, oh, I just killed the ghost, which sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah.
0: Poetic. Yeah, poetic in Italian, was it, that That is awful. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is. Right. Shall we have a little round up? Lovely. Uh scored a, yep, yep. a a belting volley for Brescia as well. Uh countless brilliant solo goals. Unbelievable amount of long runs he, he scored from. Loads of free kicks, which he was rather good at. Um those solo goals included one against Czechoslovakia at Italian ninety. Uh and yeah, you, you might remember him scoring a goal against Bulgaria yeah. in the ninety four World Cup as well, Dave. Yeah, decent. Anyone else want to throw any into the mix? Just go to YouTube.
1: Yeah. Just the thing about Merzio is just I I think there's a generation and perhaps there's a chunk of people listening to this who will know the name, but I think it would be fair to say perhaps not understand quite how good he was.
3: There's some really good rampaging goals that mm. I didn't ever associate with him, where he roars. Excellent again, a toe up, in. Yeah.
1: yeah, just getting a toe across the last defender and he's yeah. in space and. Like one on one with a keeper, you would you would back him with your life.
0: Question four: I'll come to you first, Dave. How big a deal well, would Badger be in twenty eighteen? It
1: depends where he was. I mean, let's be honest: he is not built for gang and pressing football. He's he's not that sort of, that type of footballer. But there are still places where he would absolutely thrive, and he would comfortably be ability wise in the top 10 in world football. Um, He would be absolutely tailor-made for a stint in La Liga, by the way. He would absolutely bloody love it over there. Um, And he would still be... uh, If he was playing at his Pomp now, he would be the best player in Italy by a long way as well, as as things stand. Um, I'll leave it to somebody else to talk about the sort of injuries and the injury care. But I think just in terms of his general career, I think he's somebody who would have benefited from a modern approach in, in lots of areas to be frank, uh, the allergy to painkillers, for example, there are lots of ways around that in the modern game. And, uh, you know, we, we never, it's a, it's a little bit like Van Basten. We never know. And we're never going to be able to quantify what we actually lost. So you have to look at what we actually had left and ask yourself, was that enough? And with Van Basten, It's probably not. But with Baggio, you would still say, well, there's a body of work there which you could transport into the modern game and would still be utterly Mm. outstanding. Um, But I also think he would cope with the... In Italy, there has always been pressure. And, you know, in the 90s, 80s and 90s, there was a tremendous amount of pressure on footballers. He would cope with the excesses of the modern game. He would cope with Twitter by simply not being on it. You know, he's that sort of that sort of character. And <laughs> yeah, he he would he would find a home and he would absolutely thrive and he would be everybody's favourite footballer.
0: Yeah. I, I think he'd still be a megastar making the assumption that we're doing something like just plucking him out of the past and dropping him into Juventus somewhere like that. Um because the things he did and the way he played, we still love all that. We might not have As much of it as we used to and it might not be the most effective most efficient way of playing but we still love players who can play that way Um, and even more than that the world today especially loves a star player and he would be right up there um, in those stakes as well he excelled on the big occasion and he thrived in the spotlight and those are characteristics of world-class footballers Um, and world-class footballers are made very rich and very famous these days And the the doubts really are just that uh, Messi, Ronaldo have hefty shadows, so you know we might be looking at a top five player rather than a top one player. Uh, We we don't really do the flair player in the same way anymore. So the challenge for a player in the Badger mould probably would be to get himself to the top level in the first place, because you know coming through you don't necessarily have the space to show that kind of player you are if that's the way you play. and and that that energy and physicality really does play a part in a player's viability nowadays. Uh, so while we can't just assume that Baggio wouldn't have developed that way like all the other players have to now, he wouldn't be our Baggio if that were the player he, he became. So I, I think if we could just kind of airlift him into a team now at the top level and watch him play in the Champions League last eight, he'd still be Baggio. But it's worth considering injuries, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's more manageable now. And I know, I I mean, we we talked about how recent it is that Badger was still playing, but the quality of care and the way that that players are managed and and, um, the ways that there are around those things, he he would have missed time, but I think he would have been looked after better and men have had. Same reoccurrences or may not miss such an incredible amounts that um, I think he's, he's he's the sort of player that Italy are crying out for at the minute. There, I was just I was looking before in their top scorer of any player they've called up in the last twelve months. to The Italian national team is uh, Chiellini, um, who's got eight goals, and and then after that it's um, Immobile and Candreva who've both got seven. Like they, they this Italian team is it, by no means the, the best of our lifetime. And they are crying out for Roberto Baggio. They, they, he would be, uh, he would be a, a vine, Twitter video, oh, uh, social yeah. media star. Like He's, the goals he scored would get, made that, yeah. would get shared. You, you'd get fed up of seeing them. Every uh, football banter account would, would be retweeting them, and uh, you'd get, you would get fed up of seeing them. Admittedly, which is probably part of the charm, but he would be. An Italian superstar. He, all right, he may not be the, the top one player in the world, as, as you mentioned, but he, they would, he, I think he'd have found a way to get to the top level. He'd have worked, uh, he'd have worked on his game and and had to have do different things. Whereas the for the nineties, he did, he, he could be the player he was mm. and, and get away with it. Uh, I think medically he would have been looked after, but yeah, he he and yeah, he'd, he'd probably have an Instagram account that. He'd put update like once every three months. Just him in Japan, <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> mm. just on a, a week off. Some uh,
1: lovely pasta. <laughs> but that's what it would be. Yeah, yeah, Completely random. But like yeah, that. I
3: mean, I, I don't know what he's up to at the minute. So I don't know if he's still his old man. But I just. But don't
1: don't you think that's brilliant?
3: Yeah, that he I mean, doesn't.
1: He's he doesn't pop up on every FIFA draw, and he doesn't. Yeah, you know... that is nice. Can he walk? I'm. I'm just. He nice
2: feels concerned. quite pure, doesn't he? Yeah. Still. Can he
3: walk? Yeah. Yeah, he could walk now. Uh, I think, but yeah, all right. Well, that's fine. Then. No, that was good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if so, yeah, if we plucked him and and he was
1: <laughs> Basio can walk. Yeah, that's good. No, I mean, that's, that's
2: confirmed, isn't it?
3: <laughs> but if he was, yeah, if he was twenty years younger, he was he was still playing now. And and even coming towards the end of his career, I think he'd still be adored. And and Italy would have made the World Cup. Fact. There you are. That's a fact. Yeah. They would have been. at the be going to the World Cup. This good. Did you stop looking at Kanye's tweets?
0: Yeah, I've just yeah, seen you scheduled. tweeting as well, I've Dan. You I hope that was scheduled. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was not scheduled. Come back. to um, it. It. <laughs> The original tweet was uh, yes, hefty. <laughs> That's good. Imagine I could walk. I've come to a good conclusion. This is a good thing. I, I, he also I, um, has showed uh, significant support for a uh, former teammate who struggled with yeah. that kind of thing, which just shows the kind of bloke he was, really. Uh, where would he yeah, be 2018?
3: thinking about 2018, it think? walking football. He's giving me a semi. Oh. <laughs> um, you'd be annoyed, though, if you showed up on a Monday night and you are like, oh, we've just brought uh, Italian, Italian mates in time <laughs> for the week, if that's I'm all right. Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby,
2: come here. Is he playing goal? We need to keep <laughs> uh I... I basically said the same the the point that Ryan touched on about the skill aspect of his game is um is the main one for me in that he would be um yeah, he would be that gift footballer, just as Zidane kind of hit the end of that and yet we still see Zidane in that context. We would see every move that Baggio did would be on that and it would you know, he that would be his overwhelming legacy, I think, in two thousand and eighteen. Um it Wouldn't just be skills, it would be skills to score goals. Um, but yeah, he would be that six second player vine RIP. Um, but yeah, the injuries thing is massive. Um, there's a quote from him which I didn't, you know, basically when he was 18, he injured his kneecap so much that they had to drill through it, reattach the ligaments, he had to have 220 stitches, and then he did the same thing nine months later. So he was out for two years at the age of 18, and that's uh, I guess kind of 1984, 85-ish to 1986, 87-ish. And Mark Van Basten has said the same. Even a few years later, he said, if I'd have had better treatment, then my career would have been better. You know, I my career suffered at the hands of poor medical treatment. So it, it's, I don't know, but it seems pretty obvious to me, put two and two together and say, Badger could have had the same, if, if mm. you know, at this, in the same country, could have had that treatment. Um, but it just wasn't available at the time. Um, and this was at a time when careers did end, with those injuries, you know, it, it's not outside the realms that he could have never played again after the age of eighteen, and we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be talking about him. Um, but I, I, when I said he, I, I like him as a retro player. I'm kind of happy he's a 1990s player. Mm. I'm happy where he is. Um, I have no urge. Yeah, I know we're speaking hypothetically here, but I have no urge to see him in 2018 because I think he fitted the era and the era of Serie A at the time, he fitted it perfectly. So I I don't see him as a natural fit for twenty eighteen because he's perfect where he was. Slight tangent. Mm. When you close your eyes and think of Baggio, what shirt's he wearing? Juve. Italy. Juve for me. Weirdly. I think Italy.
1: probably Juve for me as well. But I don't know on what, what I'm basing that on. Really. I
2: don't, yeah, I, I suppose it's football Italia memories for me. So he was Juve what, nineteen ninety yeah. to ninety five. Mm. Which were the the football Italia years, so I suppose yeah. it's that for me.
1: I reckon if Is that Dan on shirt. I reckon if we ask the audience, most of them would align themselves with Chris and Ryan and say Italy. Audience. Oh, interesting!
2: <laughs> you dirty bastards. <laughs> no shirt. It's it's
1: Bologna.
3: Weird when you start talking to the audience. It's weird when you <laughs> we start talking. Oh, yeah. I mean, some it's just that pale room. blue shirt off yeah, Magical Kicks. <laughs>
2: don't listen to them I, I won't,
0: I won't. <laughs> right final question this week uh, which Channel 4's Football Italia aforementioned have been as successful as it was without Badgie on the pitch Ryan let's start with you for this one uh,
3: no I think Football Italia worked because it was the best league in the world um, and and that was the, the beauty of it That um, there were other players that I think got the hook um for English fans, but um in Northern Ireland the Gaza thing was less less of a driver for us. But there was still a moment where you found out what the game was, had a look at who was playing, and if it you know, if it wasn't one of the big teams, or if it wasn't one of the big teams about to spank somebody, um you had you had some second thoughts about whether to go outside and play or stay inside and watch the football. Um so I th- I think Badger was a big part of that. Um I think in the build up to the World Cup he was the, in '94, he was the only Italian I'd heard of. And, and there were obviously had watched others on, on Football Italia, etc. But Badger was their, their star name, and he was the, the, the big player that was built up about it. And then Ireland went and beat them 1 0, didn't we? Um, so, I mean, it, Football Italia would have been, I guess it would have been fine, but to my mind, it, it needed a Badger. It needed that to It needed everybody that, that was basically in Syria at that time. It was that perfect storm of, of the best players in the world in the best league at the best teams.
2: No Dave, have you seen the documentary
1: haven't.
2: yet? <laughs> okay, answer the question. Uh,
1: I will I will I will watch it obviously. <laughs> Next. Um, but I think I think the hook for football Italia was Gaza. There's no getting away from that. Um but what Baggio represented was See, I I remember this time. I am the old man of the group. And there was something pretty magical about football with in that you didn't know the players. Hmm. And then when you were watching it and you latched on to someone like a Beppe Signori or someone like that, it felt like an inner circle. It felt like a little bit of cherished knowledge. Baggio was your other sort of monolithic player from Italia 90 that every English fan could say ah Baggio Czechoslovakia absolutely brilliant and latch straight onto um, along with a couple of others from that Italian team but obviously Baggio was the one so I think just in raw terms I think the Gaza hook was enough to get it off the ground and get it going but it did need Baggio as that player you can put in a clip on the intro, and everybody instantly recognises and goes, ah, yeah, that's Baggio. So I understand where the question's coming from completely, but the sort of, the boring answer is like, yeah, it would be as successful, but the sort of real answer is it would be, but it may
3: not be quite as good. Hmm. The football wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. Highly. Yeah.
0: I agree. I, I, I think it would have been as successful. Dan, I'm going to make you wait to talk about James <laughs> Richardson, sorry. Um, uh, I think it was timing and style mm-hmm. that were a key part of its success, along with the basic desire to watch Italian football, which apparently uh, the various industries involved I, had underestimated, I, as David, yeah, was I'm discovered. not
2: going to particularly James Richardson, but one thing I do want to say I is... I don't that. want to talk about your friends on here, it, dude. It's also yeah. important... Before, it's also important that Baggio <laughs> was Italian because Football Italia to me initially as a as a watcher was a league that had incredible foreign stars and obviously Gaza was the hook, but also Batigal was the hook and even before that, you know, Rikar, Van Baston, Hullitt in that league, Platini Platini even before that, Cowan. These were all foreign players. And Baggio the reason that that football Italia took off was, was initially was a surprise thing because we had this notion of Italian football as this Catanaccio and this very defensive, not many goal, you know, so on and so forth. It, it, the image of the stereotypical image of Serie A was it was the Italians trying to stop the foreign scoring goals, basically. Um, and Baggio was kind of the antidote to that as well, I think, as an Italian who was a flair player. Um, that was something we hadn't really seen before, I think. So I think that was important. Um, sorry, go ahead.
0: Fair enough. I so I I think uh, James Richardson was crucial to it, and I, I think Gaza also was crucial to it because you know eventually Gaza was able to contribute on the pitch and on on the screen and make all that work. And there was Platt and Walker and Ince and and we had other we we'd had other British players there before, but the relationship some of these guys had with football Italia was an important connection that really brought that show to life. Um, once you're drawn into that world, the list of Italian and other overseas players that catch the imagination is essentially endless. Um, you know, Just to give some of my favourites, just for fun, Maldini, uh, Baresi, Boban, uh, Balbo, Aspria, Signori, uh, Battigol, Vialli, Zidane, Paliuca pointless even starting this list. That's the kind of league it was. To say it was star-studded is an absolute understatement. I don't think it would have been as enjoyable without Baggio, but a list of players like that yeah. survives his absence, yeah, I, I think. Damn. <laughs> do you uh, have anything else to no, say? I
2: mean, I agree with Dave. I think Gasco, in terms of Football Italia into in England... <laughs> it's clear that Gascoigne was, was the initial hook. Rich, James Richardson was brilliant at what, he did, at what he did and what he does, but um, he was relatively unknown. Um, and so was Italian football in that, you know, as that documentary says, they bought the rights for three quarters of a million. Um, and it's also, the reason I say that Gascoigne is the hook is if you do watch that documentary, it, it points out that, uh, Channel 4 initially or Chrysalis who, the TV production company they only initially wanted Lazio's games they didn't want every Serie A game but they were told that they couldn't just by the Italian football station they were told that they couldn't just buy Lazio games so they bought them all so it's it, we can't sit here and pretend that they looked at Baggio and all the other stars in that league and, and say that they realised what they had straight away because they didn't because they went into Lazio's games because Gaza was there and he was big business Um but they very quickly realised, obviously, um, you know, they very quickly realised that the biggest audience they were getting weren't necessarily for games with English players on. So that was a clear indication. Um, but yeah, I don't think we can say that that Baggio was a was an initial pillar of that because Gaza was the only pillar, I think, at the start.
0: Was uh, so that was better <laughs> than <laughs> live and kicking, and the yes, Sunday games were game game better than Kabaddi.
3: Excellent. Kabaddi Pro League is better known. Good. We all
0: remember Kabaddi. Lovely stuff. And dinosaurs. Right, we'll leave it there. Uh, you can email the show at show at footballfivespodcast.com You can find us uh, at ftbl 5s pod on Twitter. We're on Facebook as well, sort of. Um, and you can hear me and Dave talking about England on the Star Wars Council podcast at on, Hang on, hang on, on, goodbye, on, hang, on, oh, hang, on oh. hang on. Before we go, I think it's worth
1: mentioning... Oh. That birthday? one of, one of our team this week went through five and a half hours of sheer hell, emerged the other side. You know, <laughs> still with their. Dignity and sanity attack Did you go to the snooker? Down? He's about to and, me off. Don't worry about this. <laughs> no, I, I think it's worth mentioning that I sat and watched Mark Selby going out. the... Park. No, I think mean, it's worth mentioning that one of the football fives completed the London Marathon <laughs> yeah, on Sunday, yeah. Ooh, and, oh, that Ryan. Is, hey. and that is and Ryan. And I think you should
3: all send your love to him and all money. I mean, they're not listening now, which is good. Yeah. So that's good. good. Anyway, yeah. see you.
1: There. <laughs> Bye. Bye.